When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Well, the Wellington Phoenix are undefeated two weeks into the A-League men's season after settling for a late one-all draw against Adelaide uh, United last week. They backed it up yesterday with a two-all draw against the Central Coast Mariners uh, at Sky Stadium. Elsewhere in football, Liverpool handed Man City their first taste of defeat uh, with a 1-0 loss this morning. And Chelsea dished out a 2-0 winner over Aston Villa. So uh, at the top of the table, it's looking really interesting. And uh, my Spurs are hanging in there in third place, which is probably their best start for about... 200 years, which is great. Uh, online now to talk about uh, the beautiful game and uh, two of the other things as well as uh, SEN's very own football and cricket uh, commentator, Daniel McCarty. Daniel, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. My pleasure, Smithy. How's the car? And I'd like to know, was it the Maserati, the Ferrari or the Porsche that got damaged? No, nah, it was the bloody Porsche, mate. Like hell. It was the 20-year-old car, which is still, on, still going around. Oh, my God, it gave me the screamers. But anyway, mate, there was, uh, there was no um, bird poo on um, the start to the season for the Phoenix, mate. So um, they're unbeaten after two uh, on the back of two draws. What did you make of that? Well, I, I think you're kind of contented when you when you start at home, don't lose. I think they'd be far happier if they're on four competition points uh, and sort of keeping touch with the uh, the two up top have already uh, picked up six competition points. But if you if you drill down a little bit deeper, I think week number one, you sort of bite the hand off and take the draw after you have a player sent off after the 30th minute. I do know conceding in the 93rd minute against Adelaide was hard to get over, uh, but that is uh, life. Uh, yesterday, I think if they're honest with themselves, that was probably the game where they've let two points slip. I thought they were the better of the two sides. Far more intent, intensity, endeavour from the Phoenix from the outset. I thought they were quite slow out of the gate in week one, uh, but they fashioned the best chances in that first half. Great save from Vukovic, I remember, off uh, Barbarossas. There was also a couple of other moments where they probably should have made more of it. But the game really sparked into life, Smith, Smithy, in that second half. It was um, far more entertaining, but... Uh, end-to-end stuff. Uh, the Mariners looked uh, far more capable going forward. I know they had a goal chalked off in the first half for an offside, uh, but they looked dangerous. But it was uh, the Wellington Phoenix who thought they went ahead, but Ben Wayne was a judge to have been just offside. But he wasn't going to be denied. He really has been the story of the first couple of weeks. He was the leading goal scorer last, week, uh, last year with six goals with uh, a couple of other players. But it looks like he's going to become a real central figure to this Wellington Phoenix lineup. Um, and uh, he looks like he's blossoming. Uh, and maybe this will be a breakout season. I hope this is not the commentator's curse. But uh, I, I thought the Phoenix probably will look back, and especially the first goal um, that they conceded after being 1-0 up, 
uh, for the brilliant Wayne finish was a little bit soft. The sort of yellow sea opened up, as I think I described it. Oh, mm. my daughter's taking a tumble. Uh, <laughs> bear with me. I don't. Do you like the fact of uh, the Wellington Phoenix? <laughs> That's all right, mate. You just you make sure your daughter's okay. That's the most important thing. So, um, is he still there? Is, is uh, have you got, have you got still there? there? Yeah, we got you now, mate. Uh, most important to look after your daughter. This is live radio. This is great. Great parenting too, by the way. We might have to call him back. Actually, uh, it might be an emergency there that uh, he's got to get through. So. Uh, yeah, um, so Daniel McCarty just uh, on the Phoenix uh, at this point. Uh, we'll catch up with him very shortly, I'm sure, that um, are heading across, across to play uh, Newcastle this week, and that'll be a real test. Of course, they're so used to being on the road, uh, but that will be a, a really key uh, game for them in terms of uh, the early season momentum. Uh, and yes, uh, some very interesting results, actually, while we're getting Dan back in the uh, EPL over the weekend. Uh, Brentford 2, Brighton 0, Leicester 0, Palace 0, Wolves 1, Forest 0. Forest in all sorts of trouble down the bottom of the table after their first season coming back. Uh, Fulham 2, Bournemouth 2, uh, Tottenham 2 0 over Everton, Southampton and West Ham uh, battling out a one all draw. Uh, Manchester United and Newcastle are battling out a nil all draw, so a couple of points lost there by, by United. Arsenal uh, keep their uh, record going beautifully, their uh, 1 0 win winners over Leeds. Aston Villa, uh, nil. Chelsea, two, as we pointed out. And yes, the big one. Liverpool, one, nil over Manchester City. But let's head back to Daniel McCarty and uh, hope the daughter's okay. And let's uh, get it uh, about those, the Phoenix at this point. Um, does it look, uh, from uh, your early early looks at uh, this particular squad, that they've recruited, recruited well this year? Well, it's hard to say, Smith, and she's, she's breed tough. She's got a mother's gene, so don't worry about it. She's absolutely fine. Um, well, Jan Suss sent off in week one. You only saw 30 minutes of him, hard to judge. Cryfs had his moments, but, uh, yeah, it, it's hard to judge on, on the three big players up front, but they've certainly got a lot more options um, up front with the, with the development of Wayne, David Ball to come back in, in December. Barbarousas, of course, is a known commodity in this league. So I, I think Ufuk Tele can certainly augment games off the bench more than last year, and that's probably uh, one sign of optimism. But but uh, to the point I was getting to, I, I think defensively they've just got to sharpen up. I, I thought the first goal was a little bit soft, beautifully taken second goal. We've got to give uh, Central Coast Mariners credit for that. So defensive depth, that is one question I do have. But further upfield, I think there are signs of optimism. Okay, crowd support. What are the, what are, what are the two home crowds been like in your view? Oh, decent game one. I was really disappointed yesterday, Smith. It was a gorgeous day in Wellington. Last day of the school holidays, three o'clock kickoff in the afternoon. Crowd just over 7,000, which is by no means bad across the league. Uh, but it left me a little bit dumbfounded. And I was uh, chatting to a few well-known uh, sporty minds last night and we're at a loss. I, I think there's a real sort of disconnect between New Zealand sport more broadly and actually getting people through the turnstiles. I don't know if it's people like you, Smith, who are doing a too, too good a job on TV. No, I don't think it is, um, to be fair, because we've seen it across the rugby as well. Uh, very, very disappointing. Too many yellow seats for my my liking, uh, Daniel, to be fair. Uh, one of the interesting things that has uh, come out of the weekend uh, around football, though, is, um, of course, uh, the loss of Danny Hay to New Zealand football and now uh, the first name that's been thrown up of all is uh, Ufuk Tulay. Yeah, it's quite an interesting one, isn't it, uh, uh, Smithy? 
he, he certainly indicated uh, you know, he'd be keen to at least have a conversation about it. From my understanding, I, I don't think the Wellington Phoenix Club are, are anti the, the thought process behind it to actually see if there's merit to it. Uh, there is a precedent. Ricky Herbert, of course, did the All Whites and Phoenix job for a while in a time where actually the, the lay of the land probably made you think it wasn't possible because it was back in the day when the, the A-League wasn't adhering to um, uh, international windows. They are now. There's a, what, five, six-month off-season in the A-League. Um, and I, and I, I do wonder if um, the, the Wellington Phoenix are, are open to this as a way of possibly keeping Ufuk Tele. He, he's a guy who's off contract. Uh, I've, he, he, he's a fine coach for mine. I, I've been wondering out loud uh, whether or not he'd be a great shout for the for the Australians uh, post their World Cup. So it's a fascinating concept. Um, there'll be a debate on either side of it, but uh, it ultimately comes down to New Zealand football. What, what's clear from that review is there is a massive disconnect between the head coach and the high-performance uh, program um, and, and would bringing in a head coach of a professional football club fix that? Uh, that? That is something I'm just not aware of and don't really have a feel for. But if you're talking about pedigree, could he do that job? There's no question in my mind. Okay, right. Let's look at uh, the Phoenix next assignment, which uh, is back on the road, back to Australia against Newcastle. Yeah, New- Newcastle picked up a win in uh, week number two. They didn't play in the first week because uh, their game against Central Coast was called off to a torrential downpour. They beat Perth, but I, Perth looked one of the, the more sorry sides of the season. So I, I don't feel like I've got my finger on the pulse of, of uh, Newcastle, but certainly not not in the upper echelon of, of A-League sides. So uh, if you're to cherry-pick games to start a season, probably not a bad one. Uh, they'll just have to get used to the, the travel component. But this is a side that has dealt with a fair bit of adversity, and I, I think they'll just embrace that uh, that travel one. Or you know, it, It's tended to be an excuse for teams not performing well from this side of the Tasman. So uh, they, they should go you know, go over there and certainly not fear in Newcastle in any way, shape, nor form. Right, uh, Daniel, let's uh, look at the uh, APL, if we can, with some crucial matches completed this morning, including Liverpool uh, knocking over Manchester City 1-0. Yeah, that's a huge result. Uh, you know, I'm a card-carrying member of the uh, Liverpool Football Club, so there'll be bias here. But, you know, their demise, I think, has been greatly exaggerated. People questioning Jurgen Klopp, whether or not this is uh, the beginning of the end. Uh, people have short memories. I, I just felt it was a side with some real key players seriously out of form. Everyone's been talking about Trent Alexander-Arnold, but what about Virgil van Dijk? Nowhere near his brilliant best. Uh, Fabinho, who over the last two, three, four seasons been arguably one of the best defensive midfielders in the world. He's a shell of a player uh, up until this morning, but uh, they cobbled a team together. Joe Gomez at centre-half. Last time I saw him playing centre-half, he was dragged at half-time against Napoli. They had the, what, the, the ageless wonder James Milner playing it right back. Uh, that, that was full of character, full of fight. I don't think they were particularly great in the first half at, at fashioning chances, but tactically, um, you know, they played played to their plan. They soaked up a lot of pressure, hit uh, City on the break. Mo Salah missed a one-on-one earlier, but he wasn't to be denied for a second. So, Smith, so you know what it's like. Confidence is hard for fans to get their head around, but... Uh, you know, it's a hugely important factor, even for the best sportsmen going around it. And I, I'm sure that will do, um, you know, wonders for them. Arsenal 1, Leeds 0, Chelsea 2, Aston Villa 0. So uh, going to plan there, both of those games as such, a, a really tidy start to the season for the Gunners. Yeah, they've been really good, haven't they? I've enjoyed them. And, and maybe their project is, is a little bit ahead of schedule, but... 
Um, the, the getting wins, going to, to Allen Road uh, and Leeds was not going to be an easy assignment. I, I I had a little asterisk next to that one, thinking that might be a game where they drop a couple of points. But another clean sheet defensively, they look a little uh, better than last year, where I thought there was a fair bit of fragility. Uh, but uh, they're a fun team to watch, actually. They they're all action. They're, you know, they they really take it to teams. They they flood forward in great numbers. They're easy on the eye, and it's uh, you know. Uh, if you're on a neutral, absolutely fine to see. So they've got a, a little bit of distance on Man City now, four points. I still just can't go past Man City. I know they've lost this morning their first game, the trail, but there's just too much quality. And, and you know, if you to press me, I'd, I've, I've still got City winning this uh, league by five, six, if not more. Okay, uh, let's uh, look at, at another matter, if we could, uh, which is the T20 World Cup, which begins in earnest at the weekend, but some interesting qualifying results in Namibia knocking over Sri Lanka, just to show the fickle nature of uh, T20 cricket. Uh, what do you think uh, about uh, a Black Cap starting lineup? What are you, what are you going to do? Are you going Finn Allen uh, and no Guptill? I, I think they will. Whether or not I would have, um, you know, three weeks ago, I, I was uh, doubtful. But I, I think the first sign of that was uh, dropping Guptill for the last game of the Chapel Hadley series. Uh, Phil Allen looked good in, in that performance. On not your typical sort of Australian surface up north now, was it? But uh, no. I, I think just the, the strike rate for which he brings uh, can't be ignored. What in, in that tri-series was, what, mid-140s? And when you have Devin Conway, I know Devin Conway, you know, was uh, prolific, averaging over 70. His strike rate's still in the 120s. Williamson, can you carry more than those, those two? That type of player, probably not. I know Guptill does have, you know, traditionally a good record in Australia, so it's it is a tough one. But but I think they will will go down the Phil Allen, Allen path, who is fun to watch. He hits the ball well. He he he's sort of traditional, but not if you know what I mean. Uh, he hits the ball yeah. in you know traditional places, but they fly off the blade. But you know, bigger boundaries over there, packed house at the ECG. It's going to be it's going to be a cauldron, isn't it? So it, it's a bit of a gamble. As far as the um, the other um, spots. Who, who of Braceville, Santner and Sodi plays? Um, is it one? Is it two? It's probably two. I doubt they'll go with three. Braceville was excellent, but um, who was our best spinner um, amongst those three? Because, you know, batting at seven or eight, you know, you're in the side to bowl in a lot of ways. You don't tend to face too many balls in T20 cricket uh, coming in at seven or eight. And and then the makeup of of, of the seamers is probably horses for courses. I, I, I have a lot of faith in, in all of the options they have there. So if there are two spots, um, Smithy, it's the openers, even though I think they're, um, they've cemented themselves on that. But, uh, you know, who and how many spinners do you go with? See, I, I you know, uh, I'd go with Sodi because I think Sodi... If Sodi got it right um, and Australia went after him, I, I think he's capable of being a match winner. But he's also yep. being capable of going. He's also capable of going for plenty. Uh, but I'd gamble in favour of Sodi. I think it's time. Yeah, I, I think uh, Grant Elliott and myself on our program over the weekend pondered this. I think we talked ourselves into that, Smithy, that Santner or Bracewell. And if you are to play a second spinner, go with Sodi for that ability to to attack through the middle overs. Uh, yeah, it might not always come off, but but on his day, um, you know, league spinners with with the variety he does have, um, I, I think poses a few more questions. So uh, he, he's had a bit of success, more so at the domestic level in Australia. So I wonder if he feels okay over there. So 
Yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I think I'm leaning to, to taking a bit of a gamble in that position. But um, it's not as if he gave us a lot to go on. What did he concede over 10 runs and over in that uh, tri-series? Mm. So, um, yep. And I tend to think this New Zealand selection group tends to err on the side of conservatism more than anything. They do. They always have, uh, Daniel. You and I both know that, but uh, that is the way. Uh, that's the Kane Williamson Gary Stead theme. It uh, certainly wouldn't be the Brendan McCullum theme. We all know that as well. No. Hey, mate, uh, thank you very much for getting through that family um, crisis there and uh, coming back to us. That was outstanding. We've had a couple of texts in saying what a great father you are, so that's fantastic. Uh, and we'll um, we'll catch up shortly, my, my old mate. That's we'll very catch kind. Up tell, tell those messages it's all, it's all about the daughter. I, I would it's have all been about the daughter. Milking us, you know, calling for the stretcher and St. John's to help me. Yeah, very EPL. Very EPL, that look. <laughs> hey, good on you, mate. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.